0: Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 38th dose, and it's called Destiny Loops. I, My name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to share with you some of the magic I found in the real world. And by this, I mean the things that excite and delight and cause me awe and wonder, and some magic tricks, some things that I found that help me navigate life. Uh, With more ease and enjoyment, and hopefully love. And in the real world, as in the world I experience with my physical body, I love exploring the intersection between our emotional and spiritual existence and our physical world. I believe the two are very intertwined. And so I explore those connections here on this podcast. And I'm grateful that you're listening. I'm also grateful that a few of you reached out this past week. And let me know where you're listening from and who you are and why you connect with the show Um, that means a lot to me and if you have already you're still always welcome to let me know uh, what yeah what you've thought about what i'm sharing or just say hi Um, and if i haven't heard from you i'd love to know who you are and where you're listening from i can see this mysterious list on my podcast player of all the countries where somebody has listened from and it's amazing, actually, how many different countries you are all from. And but I would love to know, um, kind of more, uh, I guess, more personally. Like I care more about where where you are. Maybe what town or environment or ecosystem or something about where where you live. The flag on my podcast app is just mysterious. <laughs> And it's really windy where I am right now, so if you hear some kind of like background swooshes, I'm inside, but it is so stormy outside that it's like blowing through the vents. Ah, uh, Yeah. So I'm making this particular podcast because I want to talk with you about destiny loops. And I think I made up this term, um, but I've been feeling it pretty strongly this week as I've re-encountered some places and themes that I haven't touched on in a while. Uh, So where should I start with this? Um, Well, this week I sorted through some, like, this box that I had in my mom's basement. And I was, so it involves, like, old journals, old love notes, old pictures. And it brought up this sort of feeling of amazement of some themes that have run through my life, and also some, the sort of like comes back around feeling. And I think I'm on a really sort of large one of those this last two years, because I've returned to living in my hometown, and there's this like coming back feeling. And when I think of a destiny loop, I think of like a, a journey and a circle kind of like a spiral um, so you end up back where you started in some capacity but you've in this case me I've changed so some of the outward circumstances are the same and it's almost because they're the same that I can feel how I have internally grown up or shifted and there's some really significant ones of those going on for me right now um so I moved back to the town where I grew up. I live in a different area than my childhood home. But I live in a very similar area to where I lived with my first boyfriend 12 years ago. Is that right? the right number? 12. Maybe it's like a 10 or 11. Um, we met 12 years ago. Um, yeah, and even that that number. Like, there was a time when I had not even lived 12 years. And now I've lived, like almost three times, 12 years, and uh, so there's this like returning feeling, and then to add to that, uh, we got back together, so my boyfriend who I speak about is also the person I dated the first time, as in like the first person I ever dated, and so it's, at first it was was really trippy, it was like, whoa, like, we're back together, but we're different. Like, we're the same, but we're different. And I think it speaks to some of how we, like, at at what part of our beings we connected, that we reconnect now, even after we've changed and grown up. And so there's this loop feeling of, like, being back where I started from after having done this immense journey. And I knew this was the case when we got back together, but I feel it even more after reading back through these journals and like the just some of the recounting of the journey that was in between and this sort of sneaky thing about destiny loops is that they're I feel like they're not really legit unless while out on the far end of the orbit or the loop you actually don't know that you're coming back like if this is different than like a journey where you like like a trip, I mean, where you you know, you know, leave home, you plan to go, and you plan to come back. The loops I'm talking about are ones that I couldn't foresee having, having completed. Like, I didn't know when I was on one half of the orbit that it was ever going to bring me back around. And I find these amazing to reflect on. I find them kind of, like, exciting. There's, like, a little bit of a literary element for me of... Like, a, like wow, that's, like, a really beautiful story. Um, and I noticed that sometimes there's a... When I get close... So if you imagine a circle, and you're, like, heading out away from the thing, and then you're, like, coming back towards it. Sometimes when you get close back around to the original spot, there's an opportunity to, like, actually, I would say, like, close it or complete it. Complete the loop. And... It feels poetic to me, to, to like really complete it, instead of just sort of like whizzing close by. And I think this this speaks to my uh, poetic, like it. That's a word I use to describe when things feel like kind of extra beautiful and fitting and like well designed. And we have a chance to design our lives quite a bit. And so, I like. Um, I don't think you can design a destiny loop the full way around because then it's just manufactured. But if you get close to the returning spot, why not like actually complete it just for sort of that like, ooh, factor, (laughs) even in your own experience. Um, So for example, this is a funny one. I, 12 years ago, I drove a Saturn Astra, which is a really unusual car, not in the sense that it looks that weird. It's just not very common because Saturn's went out of business in Canada uh, pretty much the year that, that was like 2008, the year that that car was. And uh, my dad had given me the car, which is amazing. And it's the only time he's given me such a substantial present. And I was, I was complicatedly grateful. Like I was grateful for the car, but I didn't really know whether I liked it like I hadn't chosen it and I was you know 20 20 and uh I think I wanted I probably wanted like a cooler car or I wanted a older car I wanted a car I'd chosen something about this very reliable safe like good looking car was just was a little bit hard for me to swallow and I felt guilty for not being like over the moon appreciative Anyways, I kept the car for a few years, but shortly into the, having the car, I moved. Well, for one, I would, keep, I would uninsure it and ride my bicycle a bunch because I wanted to save money and I wanted to get exercise. And then I moved to an even smaller island with rougher roads. And I felt like, and I was basically like becoming a hippie. And my car was not a hippie car, like not at all. And so I, it was both like, I felt bad driving it on the rough roads, but I think more so I, I felt like it just didn't match who I was. <laughs> so I sold it. And uh, I've, since, since then, I've thought about the car. I've thought, man, I didn't really appreciate that car while I had it. Like, <laughs> that was a really good car. And if I had to do it over again... I'd probably keep the car cuz I could still be driving it. Um but you know, so it is. And so then fast forward around the loop to this uh last winter, I decided that I was going to look for a car. And the that I wanted to try having a larger range of motion than just my bicycle would provide. And the first car that caught my eye was this little convertible Suzuki, which was the same type of car as the first car I owned that I bought for myself. Because that car had become dangerous, is why my dad gave me the Astra in the first place. Anyways, I was captivated by this convertible. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to drive this car. It felt like going back to being 18 again. And then I thought, okay, Linz, uh, this is not necessarily a good idea. Like, the reason you want a car is to be, like, out of the elements. So why are you buying, like, a convertible that would not be very well suited in the winter When is exactly when you want to drive the car? So that felt like, oh, I'm not 18 anymore. I have an older voice inside me. I'm not buying the convertible. Then, the next car that came across my radar was none other than a two thousand eight Saturn astra, and these are not common cars, and I thought, oh my god it's it I'm getting a chance to have my car back and yeah, and this one it felt more mature than the convertible, and it was actually a good car in pretty good shape actually in better shape than mine would have been if I'd kept it for 12 years. Like, much better shape. Uh, yeah. Uh, it had been driven much less. It had been, you know, spilled on the seats much less. And I bought it. So now I drive a Saturn Astra 2008. It's a different color. It has four doors, not two, but it's pretty much exactly the same car. And... It felt like one of those loops. So what I mean is that there was something poetic to me. I might be the only person who buys cars based on poetry. Not the only person who buys them based on feeling, though. I'm sure of it. Uh, Because given the chance to, like, complete that loop, to have this sense of, like, nothing was lost. It was only a journey. And now I'm back in the same car as a different person. Like... It was just more poetic to get exactly the same car than another one, <laughs> and I love it, I'm so grateful for it. And the other little added element of poetry here is that if you're familiar with the term Saturn return, which is an astrological way of talking about these like large lifetime loops, Sat- the Saturn's orbit is about 29 Earth years long. So that means, like, in about 29 years on Earth, we end up in relation to Saturn in the same spot. I think I got that right. And so people will talk about somebody's Saturn return as, like, a life phase. The idea being that at these junctions at, like, 29 and, like, late 50s are these times of kind of, like, reckoning with um, our destiny and yeah, our big life themes. And so it's this phrase Saturn return is kind of common in astrological thought. So it's funny to me because the car is a Saturn and so Saturn returned. <laughs> oh dear, makes me laugh. Okay, moving on. That was a long story. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, the other one I felt this week was going back to a friend's house that I've housed at over the years and have lots of kind of poignant memories in that house and it was amazing to spend time there and feel how I had changed and I could sort of remember the drama and the events and sometimes feel it, the ones that had happened there but I felt also different like calmer older amazed that life had turned out the way it has and this is that section where we realize that we're not exactly as we were before so the image of a spiral is like you come back around to the same spot in the circle but a different layer and I love that image And as I said before, I think there's something potentially powerful about returning to places or people or objects that we encountered before as a way to be able to see and note how we've changed. And I've also been thinking about when it's time to um, say goodbye or get rid of things. And I think about this often because I'm very interested in the energetics of space and stuff and so sometimes it feels like like it's powerful to hold on to something and then still have it on the, when the loop around but holding on to something too long feels like baggage and you may ask like how can you tell the difference? and I think it's Kind of nuanced and it takes practice, and one of the questions I've been thinking about is what does this object like remind me of, or why like what am I holding on to by holding on to this usually it's a, a like a hope or a dream or a memory, but it has some sort of like connotation, and I've been thinking about the possibility of letting go of the ones that I have already incorporated into who I am. Like, sometimes we hold on to things as if we are going to forget it otherwise. Like, I've held on to things, like, you know, so that I'll remember. And then I realize, actually, that, that part of my journey has become so much a part of me. Like, I... I couldn't forget it. Like it's it's just integrated. It's become me. So I don't really need the thing anymore. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, so asking myself, what what is this reminding me of? And am I actually in danger of forgetting it? And if it reminds me of something painful, what what good is that doing me exactly? Sometimes there might be value in remembering Like, maybe we want to remember something difficult so we can try and avoid it in the future. That might be useful. Um, But things that are just painful to remember? Like, why? (laughs) Why? Like, why keep that pokey thing around? Why not surround yourself with things that are like comforting and lovely? Um, So, on these destiny loops, when one is complete, I think that allows more things to be let go of. And yeah, just like it's been something's been satisfied in the cosmic order of things. And then like, why not let the thing go, you know? Um, The other question I've been asking myself about stuff as I sort through it is. What do I want more than this? And to hold in my mind like the maybe the levity like the lightness of being that I'm aiming for or actually like physically what I would want to fill the space with Um, but also emotionally spiritually that uh, it's not just the point of clearing out physically or otherwise isn't necessarily just to just for the sake of it. Um, there's probably, it's more effective, I think, if there's another reason. For example, the vacuums discussion that I had a few weeks ago. Clearing out to make space, even if you don't know what the space is for, is powerful. But you might also have an idea of what you want it to be filled with. So, you know, if even if you're clearing out a closet, okay, So you want to get rid of all the clothes that you don't wear and that don't fit. What, why? What is it that you, maybe you just want empty space in your closet so you can actually find things, or maybe you want clothes that fit and you feel good in. And keeping that in mind can make some of those goodbyes to the things that are like you're strangely attached to easier. If you're like, oh, I'm I'm saying goodbye to this because I want room for this it's more like a it's almost like in um, dietary thought sometimes it's easier to think of all the things you can eat all the wonderful things you are going to fill yourself with instead of all the things you can't eat it's kind of like that but with stuff if we focus a lot on like all the things we need to get rid of it can feel like a lot of loss but there's also this, the, the loss is so that there's room for new things and so my invitations in this storytelling is to potentially reflect on some of your own destiny loops, ways that something, a theme, a person, a place has like come back around in your life in a way that you didn't foresee or couldn't have planned. And just to kind of have a moment of like, oh wow, oh wow. <laughs> and with I when we start looking for these, Sometimes there can be these, like lovely little details that show up, like, you know, just a, an object, a color, a phrase, a song, um, a digital memory, that that just like come back and kind of complete the, the experience. I think that when we turn on our poetic eyes, the world responds and shows us more. Um, Yeah, we find what we're looking for. So if you look for these, I'm sure you'll find some. And I think they're fun and exciting to find. And I think they bring a sense of um, wonder about how life is. You may have somebody you want to share your findings with. If you have one you want to tell me, that would be cool, but no pressure. And the other invitation is that uh, if you feel like one of these has... Oh, wait, there's another one. You might be coming close to one, like close around the loop where something's almost back where it started. And I wonder what happens if you really complete it. Like say you're back in a town that you visited 10 years ago and you have the chance to go to the restaurant you went to or you have a chance to go to a new restaurant. And I wonder what happens if you go exactly to the same restaurant you went to the first time. Because I think when we actually cross these paths further along in time we get to have this sort of like time warp experience of feeling how bendy time is, how strange time is, how much we've grown and not grown. And I think that that wobbly experience is is good for us in the sense that it brings us closer to mystery and Wonder and a strange perspective on life, so try going back to the exact same spot if you if you have the chance and again, I'm not suggesting you try and like manufacture these too strongly. I don't think they can be manufactured, but they can be noticed and seized perhaps and the last one is about um, letting go of things if the if the loop is complete you may be able to let go of something physical or uh an idea or a connection that's not that you don't need anymore. Like it's over, it's finished. And you can celebrate the completeness. And then get ready for the next one. Yeah. So I hope that's sparked some interesting thoughts for you. Thank you for listening and again if you'd like to be in touch, the best ways to do so are on Instagram at magicforrealists or through my website magicforrealists.ca. Again, I'd love to hear from you. The website also lets you know some other stuff I'm up to. And if you want to sort of like put money in a tip jar because you enjoyed this through the website, there's a link to my Patreon account. So yeah, that's magicforrealists.ca. Until next time, I hope you experience some magic in the real world and have a great week. Bye for now.